Blockchain in Context, Part 2. Block chain. Blocks that hold data linked together in a chain. And it's the notion of a chain that is really what makes the blockchain so secure. And it's the security of a blockchain that is the one thing that people are most skeptical about. These days of big data breaches, I mean, at places like the Department of Defense, that we get the idea that nothing is really safe from determined hackers. But let me try to convince you that it really is pretty secure. And if it's not hack-proof, then it's tamper-evident. I'll explain that in a minute. There are four key features that all contribute to the natural security of a well-maintained blockchain. And we've mentioned three of them already. The first of these is decentralization. That means that every participant has a complete copy of the blockchain. Every copy is updated together. And so, to lie, cheat, or steal, everyone has to agree to lie, cheat, and steal. Now, someone might actually hack into one of the nodes and make changes to some content, like who owns it. But the blockchain makes that copy of the ledger invalid because it no longer matches all the others. I'll explain that more in a few minutes. So the hack is immediately evident, tamper evident. The next of these four features is consensus. We talked about this. Everyone in the blockchain, every one of the participants, has to reach consensus before a new block is added to the chain. Now, let me say, some blocks may only have a committee whose job it is to do consensus. Other blockchains may require that every single participant provide a consensus. So there's some flexibility here. And now this consensus thing, it has to occur before a new block is added to the chain. And it may sound easy, but this is the craziest and most difficult part of all this to really understand. In the cryptocurrency world, this involves massive processing power and solving complex computer puzzles. Okay, now stop. It's about here that you go, okay, had enough of this. I'm just not convinced that this is real. It sounds a bit bogus to me. But listen, that's cryptocurrency. Consensus can take on a much different approach depending on the use case. And we're going to talk about a bunch of different use cases. So from now, just trust me a bit, okay? For a block to be added to the chain, consensus must be achieved. And third on this list is cryptography. Talk just a little bit about this. It's the science of making things secret and secure. Cryptography comes from two Greek words. Crypto, which means secret, and graphene, which is Greek for writing. So, secret writing. And there is some pretty cool secret writing going on inside of a blockchain block. 
this secret writing is the gorilla glue that sticks one block to another. And it's called the hash. A hash is the unique fingerprint of each block. And it is what connects one block to all of the previous blocks in the chain. Now, a hash is a 256-bit code that is generated using the digital ones and zeros of the actual content of the block. Now, there are several um, pre-established hashing tools, and the blockchain developer just chooses one to use. You just feed the digital contents of the block, each block, into the hashing program as it's created, and it will generate a string of 256 bits that is absolutely unique to that content. So if I feed the same content twice, the same hash would be generated. But if I changed one letter of the content, then the hashing program would generate an entirely different hash. And so every block has a unique secret code. When a new block of data achieves consensus to be added to the blockchain, the hash of the previous block is included in the new block of data. And this is what connects it to the previous block and to the chain forever. So back to the hack. If a block is hacked and changed in any way, then the hash is no longer valid. This disqualifies the block and that entire copy of the ledger in that node. And this makes the system hack evident or tamper evident. And therefore, it makes it immutable. Now, it doesn't mean that it can't be hacked, but it does mean that if it is, you know it immediately, you know which block was hacked, and you simply delete the whole ledger in that node and recopy it from one of the others. I mean, honestly, this thing is brilliant. Okay, number four. Fourth thing that makes it so darn secure. How do I gain access to something that someone else has transferred to me? Well, each block has a pair of keys. One public key and one private key. The public key is like the address of the house, and the private key opens the front door. Now listen, I'm going to leave that one right there. It's not nearly as simple as I just made it sound. But keep in mind that keys help make it secure. And so, we can see that almost any digital information can be securely stored, transmitted, and shared on a blockchain. But let's keep one thing in mind. A blockchain is not a place to store data. There are way better ways to store and share data. So, a blockchain is all about transactions and tracking. State and history. We learned that from part one. And I need to say one more thing. Everything I just told you about blockchain is only part of the truth. It's just the very tip of a very large and amazing iceberg. 
there are exceptions to everything I said, and the biggest caveat is that it is just getting started. I mean, listen, a lot of work has yet to be done and a lot of experimentation with all these alternative use cases for blockchain. And it's open source, so everything can change, and it can go in almost any direction, and it almost certainly will. So to really understand a blockchain, you need some practical use cases that make sense to you. And when you see one, I promise you, it's just going to click. And the first blockchain was created because people needed a way to manage a cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. Now, blockchain could change our world over the next five years as much as the internet has changed it over the past 20. It's going to change the way business is done. Blockchain has major implications for digital transformation in businesses. But it's just a platform, right? It's not an application. And so let's connect it to a couple of other things that you're probably aware of. So first, how does it connect with the Internet of Things. So in principle, this makes a lot of sense to me. IoT is a term that's used to describe a system of data gathering devices that are always online, that has a positive business outcome in our work and personal lives. It's sensors that collect vast amounts of data. If you don't know about IoT, I've got a whole podcast. Go and find it. Blockchain, on the other hand, is an encrypted distributed computer filing system designed to allow the creation of tamper-proof real-time records. Now, if you put these two things together, at least in theory, you have a verifiable, secure, and permanent method of recording data that's processed by smart machines in the IoT. All right, so let's look at some examples. Food safety. I mean, this is a big one, maybe the biggest one. So what was the temperature, the moisture content, time in transit of this mango, let's say? Remember my PowerPoint? So you're looking at a picture of a mango, a person holding the mango in a grocery store. So when and how was it washed last? Okay, I mean, very important to the person holding the mango. Where did the information come from? Well, it came from IoT sensors. But can I trust the data was accurate? Can I trust that it was timely and not changed? If the IoT sensor is tamper-proof and secure and can send data directly to a blockchain, then the data can be trusted. It adds just that much more trust to the solution. So we've been talking about this farm-to-market idea all along here, and anything that requires refrigeration is called a cold chain. And as it makes its way from farm to market, tons of data is collected all along the way. But this data, this data, can affect the health and safety of people. And so we put it into a blockchain for security and for visibility by all these participants all along the way. And so a blockchain is a perfect place for blocks of 
IoT data, right? But not just any IoT data, but only the data that has a high value or that could seriously affect an outcome if it were corrupted or lost. Okay, another good use case is pharmaceuticals. The final unit, that bottle of pills or that blister pack that's sold to the consumer, has a tamper-proof tag that sends info to an IoT blockchain when it's opened. Has it ever been opened before? Is it the right person opening it? Has it expired? And we get traceability and trust in a system that really needs it. Okay, so here's a fun one. Connected cars. Um, software updates are sent to cars these days, and especially electric cars. So was the software signed? Did it come from approved sources? Is it the right version? So one day I was sitting at lunch with uh, Mike Bauer. Mike's our CEO. And Mike has an interesting collection of cars. And one of them is a Tesla. And he said, hey, I got a software update last night for my Tesla. Now, I had to put my fort down and think about that one for a minute. The latest software that runs the autopilot feature downloaded itself to the onboard computer overnight. Now, if I'm going to take my hands off the wheel and let this thing drive me anywhere, then I would want to be sure that the software was from a trusted source. All right, so you get it. All right, here's another one. Transportation logistics. So tracked shipping containers, these big 40-foot shipping containers you see at ports, um, and, and how they, they drive up and down the highways on the backs of trucks. So tracking these shipping containers, it provides a secure, unchangeable data source to government agencies for tariffs, for approval, homeland security. Was the container ever opened? If so, where and when and by whom was the container ever opened? If so, where and when and by whom? Is it the right container? Who is the sender? Who is the recipient? Are they approved? Are they on a watch list? So it's pretty easy to connect blockchain to IoT. So now what about artificial intelligence? Can we connect it to blockchain? So it turns out that AI is complementary to both blockchain and IoT. Reducing the costs of prediction. So think about automated driverless transfer trucks driving in a caravan of 10 or 12 trucks and the only driver is in the lead truck. So you can't just react to situations on the road. You have to predict them. And for a solution like that to ever come about, we'd have to have enough data and enough real-time processing power to do something about it. And that's what AI can do. If we wanted to replace or augment human decision-making, to collect and harness and empower human judgment. That's what artificial intelligence does. So consider IoT sensors out in the economy passing critical data through a trusted blockchain that can create decision-making engines that affect human safety 
and commerce, making these high-stakes decisions in real time. Okay, so it was right here in my PowerPoint that I included a really good video from IBM. It does a good job of connecting all this together. And so I'm going to include the audio from that video right now. And so as you listen to this, listen for blockchain and IoT and artificial intelligence, right? That's Watson. And something called a smart contract. As the Internet of Things continues to grow at a rapid rate, sensors and devices are becoming more commonplace to communicate information. In business networks where data such as location, temperature, or other properties need to be shared, a permissioned blockchain ledger can help create a tamper-evident record. This opens up new ways of automating business processes among partners without having to set up a costly, centralized IT infrastructure, and all participants have access to the same data. Let's look at how supply chains benefit when data is shared through a permissioned blockchain. The IoT-enabled package transmits required status information as it passes through multiple carriers. The business contract specifies the conditions that must be met during the shipment from the factory to the grocery store, and all parties must adhere to the terms of the contract. A temperature sensor embedded in the package stores the data locally and sends it to the blockchain through the Watson IoT platform at waypoints upon receiving connectivity. Information is shared across all peers. In this example, both Carrier 1 and Carrier 2 met the contractual obligations and the shipment arrived at its final destination without exposure to excess temperatures. Using blockchain allowed all business partners to access the same temperature data without requiring central control. The result? A happy customer with peace of mind about the food in his or her cart. If you want to watch that video for yourself, then go to YouTube and look for IBM Blockchain and the Internet of Things. It'll pop right up. An ecosystem of IoT and AI and blockchain can create a more efficient and effective marketplace. And so let me see if I can tie these three things together for us. The Internet of Things is a widely distributed network that collects large amounts of data to enable a specific business outcome. Artificial intelligence learns from a large amount of data and enhances a specific business outcome. A blockchain is a widely distributed network that secures the validity of large amounts of data to ensure a specific business outcome. So IoT enables a business outcome. AI enhances a business outcome. Blockchain ensures a business outcome. And so let me end with this. You can see by now, I hope, that any ecosystem that has a trust gap or a need for verification could benefit from a blockchain. I mean, finance or healthcare, education, supply chain, the list of use cases is enormous.
blockchain is definitely what's next. See you next time.